The Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by BombettaLondon.com. Restaurant, Snaresbrook Station, Italian food, open most nights of the week. It's not open Sunday night, but it is open every other night of the week. You can make a reservation by going to BombettaLondon.com. Hello, welcome to the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. I'm Chris Skoll with a C. It's Series 5, Episode 6. Joining me here in the studio for, to discuss the disaster that is West Ham United, Bianca Westwood. Hi. <laughs> How are we going to get through this? We don't know. No. But uh, joining us here in the studio to offer his insight, it's uh, an old, just found out, an old moderator from the forum who's become a global sensation. Uh, <laughs> and also editor-in-chief chief of 442 is David Hall. David, thank you Welcome. for coming. Welcome, Welcome. Thanks, David. pleasure to be here, pleasure to be here. I mean, your history with KUMB, I'd like, I wasn't fully aware, but incredible. No nepotism here. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. I just uh, know some people in some high places at KUMB, I guess, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I was uh, Ghost to Eleven was my username on, on, on the forum and I moderated for, for quite a few years. Um, it's died away recently, unfortunately, due to family commitments and work. Yeah, work's quite busy. So, um, uh, But yeah, it was it was a really good time. It was uh, a time when I was going away a lot as well with West Ham. When we were in the Championship, it was probably... Uh, my most loved time of being a West Ham fan, let's say. Um, well, so, yeah. good news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we all those grounds you love so much. <laughs> we'll be back there in no time at this rate. Um, well, we're going to talk, obviously, to David about uh, well his life at 442 and the support in West Ham. And we're going to mention, of course, the literal disaster that is supporting West Ham at the moment. And we'll talk about, yeah, the uh, Southampton game yesterday. God like a thousand yard stare now thinking about it that is it was awful and we'll talk about Atkinson Stanley as well and then we'll go on to talk about are we getting relegated relegation watch yeah the feature that everyone Can't loves wait. Um, but let's kick off with a bit of feedback from last week um, Boogers on the forum said tell us a story Dan story good listen as always thanks to the podcast team but can we have a moratorium on the standing versus sitting thing though yes please for at least a couple of episodes <laughs> it's depressing the hell out of me and it's not going to get resolved anytime too so let's just call it off for a couple of weeks shall we I'll do, I'm happy yeah. to do more than that we've got more that, more pressing matters <laughs> to, to worry about I that, think than whether yeah. we stand up or sit down that is the end of that debate it is over we can all move on Excellent. Good. For now. For now. Anyway, <laughs> until something happens. Um, and then we also had a message from Martin Howitt. Martin Howitt. Love the podcast, boys and girl. Thank you. Just walking down King's Cross Road on a dull grey day in London town after yet another miserable defeat against the Saints. I've just realised the torture that I put myself through for the last month. I have a bit of a backlog in terms of things I've been listening to. So I've been listening to everything a week late. It's heartbreaking listening to you guys say we can't be as bad against West Brom as we were against Watford. We'll certainly be fine against Southampton. Chris's downbeat, glum outlook always seems to prevail. Yep. Bianca, though, bless her, is always so optimistic. That's waning, I can tell you that. (laughs) I now know on the Monday things are going from bad to worse. That relegation watch feature is looking less ridiculous by the week. Come on, you irons. Sad face. Yeah, Martin Howitt there with an email. If you want to get in touch with the show, here's how you can do so. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. 
get on the forum at KUMB.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B double E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Right. It is crisis time. So, I mean, I don't is even it, know where we begin. Is it crisis time? I think, well, David, <sighs> yeah. I'll put that to you. Is it crisis time? It, it doesn't look good. It's, it doesn't look good, but I wouldn't say it's a crisis yet. I think... Uh, the worst start in our history. Yes. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I know there's a long list of stats and facts. Actually, I, I, I read a, a terrible one today in The Guardian, which is West Ham have conceded two or more goals in 15 of their last 23 games. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, the, uh, when we were when we had Avram Grant, we had one more point at this stage of that really? season. Yeah. <clears throat> we had so, four points then. So, uh, I think the last time we lost back-to-back home league games was that season, that Avram Grant season as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... If we take in all those data points, <laughs> are we look? So you don't you don't think it's a crisis yet? What what makes you think that? Um, I think there's still a lot to come from the squad. I mean, obviously we've still got injured players. I I cannot emphasise enough how important I think Aaron Cresswell is to this team. I mean, he it's it's unbelievable that left back is so important. But if you see how hard Payet finds it to find space right now without someone like Cresswell behind him. He just can't do anything. He's got two men marking him the whole time. Yeah. Cresswell was constantly bombing forward, overlapping runs, causing havoc. We had Arbelo in there yesterday for a bit, um, and he just can't keep up. He can't keep up with the play. You know, he's, he's older, he's a clever player, but he's he's he's, he's too old to do that Cresswell role. Um, Plus, it's not his natural position, is it? He's, he's much more comfortable on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's still loads of players being played out of position. Um, Antonio ended up at right back again yesterday. I mean, it's just, you know, it is is dreadful. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like if we panic, it will spread to the team and losing will become a habit. You know, it's habitual losing. If you you don't crack the the habit, Mm. that's it, you're done. So, mm-hmm. in terms of habitual losing, like Villa did that last season, yeah. Villa actually had more points than we do at this stage. Did, yeah, great. Are you worried? Um, as David said, I'm not panicking just yet. Mm. I think I, I say it every week now, but I think the Borough game really is. You know, if we lose that, yeah, this is, season definitely starts now. If we lose, <laughs> if we lose that, then I think I'll, I'll panic internally. Yeah. Um, but I still, as, as you said, I, th- I think there's there's still potential in that team. I, I haven't written Slavonov for a start, although he is no. looking like a really wounded man. His body language is oh, he's he's looks so glum, so down. I just want him to, you know, he, he seems to have no fight or spirit left in him. I'd rather him come out fighting like Mourinho does rather than. Sort of it's not his way though, is it? He's really, no. it's, it's his way to be really honest, and yeah, uh, that's why I love him because he's like, you know, he comes out and he, and he you know, he says it how it is, yeah. Um, but I hope behind the scenes he's got a bit more fire in him and he's trying to, you know, motivate them and you know, give them a kick up the backside, which is 
basically. Isn't that what Dixie's for? I thought that's what I thought. Was. Well, I don't know. I don't, I, you would like to think that that's what he does because, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's the Terminator, but... He's... What do you think's going on in that dressing room, David? Do you think... I mean, what, after the match, who's saying Who's talking, do you think? Who's like who's pointing fingers at each other? Well, can I just say, Slavin said something in the presser that I heard that was quite interesting. Mm. He said there's nothing wrong with in the dressing room. Mm. Perhaps... That's the problem. They're too okay with mm. each other, yeah. and they need to start calling each other out. I think, and and having some serious conversations. Yeah, they need to sit down and go. Do we? What do we yeah. want to do here? Because I think that's what didn't happen at Villa. So yeah. I think they, that team just went the whole season, just going, oh, lost again, and the habit of losing kicked in mm. fully. Um, I think Mar Noble actually is someone who is in a position to obviously have that conversation with the team, and I think it's a bit weird he did it in public. Mm. Um, um, hopefully he's done it in private yeah. prior to coming I mean, out and so... doing it. He was angry, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he's a fan as well. which makes He should it... be angry at himself as well, though, because yeah. well, it, it, to a man, nobody is performing. No. What, what you can't you call anyone individually out because they're all as bad as each yeah. other at the moment, aren't they? You, you say anger, though. I thought he wasn't angry. He looked defeated. Like, I, I, okay. it, the way mm. he was talking, he wasn't like passionate, like, I'm really angry. He was like, we could have lost by six or seven. I, I, I wonder after how that After a game, turned, it's that very converts. difficult to come out with the right or acceptable response. Post-match That's situations are, are really tense. Um, and this, is a unique, pro- this is a unique situation for these guys as yeah. well. They've never Not been for him, on a run though, like because he's been in relegation mm. battles before. But never been on a run like this. No. And I think coming from I think the bowling to to, yeah. to, the, to the Olympic Stadium, to London Stadium, sorry. Um, I think they all, they all thought they were going to stroll stroll yeah. through yeah. and be okay, not necessarily be brilliant. And I think a lot of the fans did too. Yeah. You know, like we had such an amazing season last season. To be playing like this now is a real step down. You know, it's a real shocker. Um, but I think there's still stuff that, that Slav can do. Mm. Obiang, I think he should probably be yeah. playing more games because I think he's a really good player. Yeah. Defensively minded midfielder who can actually exactly. get around, you know. Hold it a little bit more. Maybe help the defence a little Protect bit. Protect them. They're so they're, exposed yeah. all the time at the moment. They are. So. That's the interesting thing. Like, I was looking at that lineup before the Southampton game and thought, you know, we're in this bad run, but I don't know what uh, what other 11 you could pick. Because if you pick those, if that 11 was last year's team, you'd think, great. Mm. But you mean, I mean, you'd have to consider dropping Chiarte after that performance yeah. against Southampton. But I mean, he's been such a good player for us in the past. Collectively, so many of these players need to get dropped. But have we got the depth for it? They're very, they're very disconnected as a team. Yeah. I mean, Zaza. I mean, he's very isolated. Totally isolated. And when he is getting a sniff of the ball, he's he's really struggling to get it under control and do much yeah. with it. I mean, he had one shot. Yes, he had one shot yesterday, which was actually not bad. It was a half chance at best. Um, but that's going to start eating away at him if he doesn't get better service and doesn't start getting some more chances because people are going to start, mm. you know, people already started liking him Carlton Cole, you know. Yeah, he mm. needs someone up there with him with a bit of pace. Yeah. Come running behind. Well, that's why Lanzini and Payet were so compact on, on Sunday. I thought they were very close to each other all the time and yeah. there wasn't any real kind of, you know. The mm. Maybe one of them needs you know. to fall by the wayside. Yeah. yeah and just have one flair player. And I would take a nil-nil. On Saturday, I'd take a clean sheet, just just because just to just to prove, mm. just so the players can yeah. prove that they cannot see goals. Yeah, <laughs> for me as well, I feel like we've lost a, a bit of a sense of our identity. We don't know how we want to play. We don't know 
what our thing is or you know can we counterattack can we hold the ball yeah. we're, we're not doing any of those things yeah. enough we can't retain possession we can't we can't defend we can't you know we're not a Sam Allardyce team by any stretch of the imagination but we're not a Slaven Bilic team now either so I'd, I don't really know where what our identity is anymore it's for when we have the ball we hardly ever look like scoring in this run that, then that's mm. the scariest element about that, this whole run is that I can't see how we're going to score goals. I can't see we're not even coming that close. No. Well, that was that was the terrible thing about yesterday. At least when we shipped four against yeah. Watford and West Brom, we scored two goals. So mm-hmm. you're sitting there going, "All right, if we can sort the defence out, we'll be all right." Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we and then we had the game yesterday, and we but couldn't do anything. That's so. the thing. At the back of last season, we were shipping goals as well. Yeah. But fortunately, we were scoring goals. But yeah. when you stop scoring and you still and you're just conceding, obviously you're, yeah. you're going to lose football matches. The other scary thing, the goal, the kinds of goals we're conceding are bizarre. Like players, how many times do you see players go one on one with with our keeper? Like yeah. Adrian, it's, we've yeah. conceded a couple like that, and an, another couple against Southampton. Like, and they analyse it on obviously match of the day too. But like the marking just seems to have mm. gone, and people don't seem to be bothered the about this. Signs were there in the, in the Watford game mm. when we yeah. were two 0 even when we were one 0 up, and I think when we were two 0 up, Watford got cleaned through twice. Yeah. And players aren't tracking back. They're not tight to players, no. are they? They're just mm. kind of, I don't know. They're standing off, and it's really weird. But it's not just individual er- errors. It doesn't seem to be any organisation either. There's no shape at no. all. and it's not. And that's uh, frightening. And when like Sarsas isolated, Payet's isolated when he gets the yeah. ball. He hasn't got help, you know. But Slav says very... he's been d- working on that <laughs> all week, but it doesn't seem to be sinking in. No, I think I think the, the new signings are still trying to get to grips with it all as well, which isn't helping. Yeah, you know. I mean, um, one criticism levelled about the new signings is we've gone quantity over quality. Yeah, d- d- would you agree with that? Um, I don't think we needed any more wingers. <laughs> I think it was no. pretty obvious from the stats at the end of last season that we actually needed to get some new defenders in. That's you what know. I don't understand as well. Um, I mean, I love Ginge. But he's getting on now, and it's yep. not—he's not going to be with us for much longer. Um, and Byram as well is—I uh, think—I think he's going to be a good player if he can stop getting the obligatory yellow card every <laughs> every match. Um, and I feel like he kind of should be playing now because otherwise we're playing someone who's not a right back out of position. Would it be yeah. better just to have Byram in there? Okay, he might drop the occasional ricket but he'll learn at least yeah. while he's in the team yeah. and then we might get a settled back four which will make a huge difference that's the um, thing we haven't had the same four once uh, twice in a row have no. we it, that he's just been constantly switching it around um, and if Byron wasn't right they should have brought a right back in the yeah. summer that's what they should have done you know that, everyone knew that that was a, a weak position for us and they, they didn't well, do yeah, it well yeah th- th- that's why Mikel was playing there but He's young, Byram, isn't he? And he's still yeah. learning his trade. So, you know, you can't blame him for some of the errors or, you know, problems with cautions and things like that. He's a red mist boy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great when everything's going your way and he's getting stuck in. Yeah, you're falling out. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly. Um, I'm really surprised that we didn't um, sort of get more players... Uh, in in defensive areas, mm. but the thing is, I think they they got maybe a bit overconfident with the players they bought. We've ha- been very lucky, haven't we? Sacco did really well. Yeah. Lanzini came in, slotted straight mm. in. Payet was a revelation. Even Enna Valencia was great, wasn't he initially? So I think yeah. maybe they thought that they'd they'd cracked, you know, spotting a player. And unfortunately, none of them. Yeah. seemed to have Masuaka, I suppose. But then he had an absolute stink bomb, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
basketball and like Fagouli like getting the ball forward up the pitch like there was a moment where Fagouli was like and Reed had a little argument because Reed wanted like Fagouli Reed wanted to play the ball like close to him and Fagouli wanted to make a run down the line and Reed mm. refused to do it and then they kind of had a little shout like it's almost like there isn't a plan at the moment yeah or there is a plan and the players can't yeah. execute it yeah. because yeah. they can't you know suddenly the opposition are there and they're like oh right yeah Dimitri's got two players marking him. What yeah. do we do now? Well, you know, yeah. well, it's all falling down. You know, getting their plan spot on. Yeah, I mean Southampton were, were really good yesterday. Yeah, I mean that, that's were. another thing we should we should say they were very good mm. and they yeah. for forty minutes, forty four minutes, they basically just let us do what we want pretty much yeah. without really having loads of penetration. Then they got a chance and bang, it was it. Yeah, and that was it. We were shot to pieces. There. That's what the village said in his post match interview, didn't he? Like he said, we try, we try so hard, we have such a plan, but as soon as we get we concede a goal, it all falls apart. Yeah, which is not what we were like last season. No, no. and I think well, we were the comeback kings, weren't we? Yeah, on we several occasions. Yeah. yeah, and I think part of the transfer policy this summer was to build a team that we're going to score more goals. So oh, we'll just win four three every week, you know. So they went out and bought AU and mm, let um, uh, Tompkins go, go, you know. Mm. And it's like, oh. you know, it's not. It, it probably wasn't the most balanced of approaches for the summer, but no. We, do you, do you we, think we, we if Tompkins was around? Do you think he'd be in the team? Would you be putting him in now? Oh, I, do you know what? I, I don't know. Um, Possibly. He would have definitely had a chance by now, let's be honest. <laughs> well, he couldn't do any worse at right back, could he? No. no, 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 that's true. And he did play there a little bit. Like he did, yeah. he, he was, he's I'm really slow, surprised. I don't it, know. It looks like such a big mistake now, doesn't it, to, mm. to let him go? Yeah. It, the yeah. thing about him playing at right back, he was, he was never never amazing going forward, but he would, wouldn't drop a ricket at the back yeah. very very rarely maybe behind the scenes they had people in mind options in mind defensively but they never got them over the line I don't know it was quite yeah. a solid offer as well from Palace it was a lot of money yeah, but, yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah. what about Arbeloa <laughs> if you squint he kind of looks a bit like Tompkins with that number five and the slick hair <laughs> um, but he seemed he seemed okay but again there was moments where he he looked you know I don't know but then again everyone did I'm the, you know well, we, I know we're talking about Sanson right now, but I th- it was the Atkinson game where, where he played, and I was like, I, I, was, like, oh, I was like, oh no, because he. Is it bad? It was, all, it was all happening a bit quick for him. He definitely didn't look like he was up for the pace <laughs> of that game. A lot of, like a little terrier, like lower league team coming for him. Um, yeah. But he's very composed on the ball. Um, I think he'll be maybe a good sort of teacher for Byron, maybe, um, as well. That would be quite useful. But. We haven't got time for that. No, exactly. We need to we need to get rolling. And I think um I mean I know I've already said it, but Cresswell is so important, you know, to have someone. Does anyone back. know where we are with him? He's back running now. He's is he? yeah, really so Yeah. He's I saw they they had a little clip and West Ham put a clip out of him doing running right. training, doing a bit with the ball. It's so. quite a serious knee injury though, isn't it? So uh, he, I mean we expect him before Christmas or four months it was I think well, in total, yeah. So yeah. blimey around then. And Matt yeah. is out obviously for another five weeks. God, is it that long? Yeah. See, Masuaku, I think, is really good going forward and not brilliant defensively, as he showed with the handballs. Mm. But um, he's made a couple of good tackles, but he's he's quick going forwards. He's got some skills as well, which, mm. which is good, and that does mm. help pay it. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. How do we sort this out? So what would what would, what do you think? What do you think needs <laughs> to happen? I know Moose today was on TalkSport calling for Adrian to get dropped and Randolph in just to change the mentality, give him a rest... Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's that's the worst idea. Um, 
I think Randolph has obviously had a had a good Euros as well, so he's he's, he's been in the limelight recently. Yeah. So he's he's up for it. Um, and I think Adrian, he made a lot of weird decisions in 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 probably the last sort of ten fifteen games. A lot of those kind of dribbling with the ball when God. the striker's bearing down on him. Oh, you know. Do you think he's got a confidence issue? I don't. I think everybody's got a confidence issue, and the problem is when it's the keeper who's affected by that. That's a major major issue. Mm. But he made some good saves yesterday. Um, yeah. He maybe could have done better with the Austin goal. It was quite a soft shot. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact that it was soft kind of threw him a little bit, actually. I think he was expecting it to come to him mm. quicker. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Let's change it up and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, but you drop Zaza. <sighs> but then who do we put in? I mean, it's just like, <laughs> what, Caleri? I mean... I Poor sod. Kelly you know. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Bianca, I mean... Uh... No, I'd sit with Zaza, I think. Yeah? yeah? Do you think he looks busy enough to keep he him made some, He's been making some good runs. But he's just well, down the fan. tunnel at full time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. I think his positional play is okay. Mm. I just... It's, it's early for him again. And yeah. uh, he's, he doesn't seem to have any support or anyone running off of him. or He doesn't seem to be a bit a hold-up player he's not like a yeah yeah that's the thing for someone, Carroll, size, for someone of his size for someone of his size you'd expect him to be able to hold the ball up better yeah. than he is I think yeah, um, but what, yeah. what of his dive did you notice his dive yesterday there was like he, he someone played the ball into him on the edge of the area and he took a touch and then went down and kind oh of no complained. I didn't see that I didn't see um, that but it, I'll tell you, it was shameful. Okay. <laughs> it, was really? a, it, no, it was just classic kind of Italian. Yeah. It, was no, it, was no, it might like, have been a bit of desperate. Yeah, I don't know it when a, it was. It's but. a bit, yeah, he just kind of took a touch and then fell on the floor and then mm. remonstrated with the referee. Um, talking about another referee decision, so the handball for the penalty, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, um, I thought that would have been pretty harsh, I reckon, if it got given. Yeah, because it was... He wasn't really sticking his arm out. It was yeah. it was just sort of natural body shape. Um, obviously, I stood up and went, "Disgrace!" Yeah. But when I saw it on the replay, I was like, "Oh yeah, he probably got that one right." Um, but actually, something I thought that showed the mood of the team yesterday was we we picked up five yellow cards yesterday in that game, and three of them were for dissent. Three yeah. of them were for remonstrating with the referee about decisions. I mean, one of them was really soft. It was literally like someone shrugged their shoulders at the referee and he gave you and he gave yeah. you a card. But I think that says a lot about the frustration in the team when we're picking up stupid cards for that kind of stuff. You know? Do you think we've got the characters to well, turn it around? I think we've got because the they don't characters. play. They don't become bad players overnight. I mean, there's Zaza's new, obviously, yeah. but most of the other players. I think were there last season characters mm. an interesting one because I think we've got the characters in terms of the cast but have we got the character as a team to be able to come back from this because this is a, a run we've never been on before yeah and th- you know this is requiring something different mentally from this team and have they got it are they too nice to each other we're in a dogfight now are they going to be able to handle this um it's a it's a really good question and I think it's something that people like Noble are really going to have to stand up and be yeah. counted now because they're the only ones who really mm. know what that is like um, do you think if we don't win against Borough we'll go into free fall uh, well I think if we don't lose that would be, we'll be right. that would be, be okay because I yeah. think you know a lot of people after the Accrington game a lot of people are like oh you know this is the start of the you know the, the recovery but the way we won that game well, yeah. you know, it was just, mm. you know, it was so desperate. And 
Well, let's talk about Accrington yeah. Stanley. Well, I think um, that'd play against you if you scrape a, a win against them. Well, what did you think? What did you think of the overall performance? I thought. Well, when I saw this starting eleven, I was like, "This is going to be a massively disjointed, <laughs> disjointed game because there's a bunch of players who barely played together here." Mm. You know, it was, it wasn't even like our first choice B team. It was, it was like all the squad players were, were playing in that game, um, and I was kind of half expecting us to lose because of our history in in early rounds against lower league opposition in in, in cup competitions. I had a little look actually. In the last, I think it's sort of 10, 15 years, we've lost to Chesterfield, Aldershot, yeah. Oldham, and then slightly bigger, you know, bigger clubs, Reading, Wigan, Bolton, twice, you know. <laughs> you know it's it's nothing new, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I was kind of expecting it. But then when we started playing, we were doing all the stuff that Accrington just hoover up every week. Mm. We're like big balls into the box, yeah. you know, lots of long throws. And, and then Accrington were just like, this is what we do week in, mm. week out, you know. Um, I actually thought they're the brilliantly named Omar Beckles, their number five was brilliant, actually, on the night. I thought it was really good. I thought West Ham should probably take a look at him. <laughs> he was quite good in central defence. Um, but he seemed to hoover everything up in there as well. Um, but, yeah, then, obviously, we you know we brought the subs on. And, um, and the best thing about that goal at Payette School was it saved us half an hour of, of playing with 10 men because <laughs> yeah. um, Masvark had gone off and um, I thought you meant I thought you were going to say saved me half an hour of my life yeah, that as well probably yeah. yeah I mean I was I did laugh in Payette School my, my dad and I were laughing about it because it was so teed up for him to do that yeah. and then he, probably, every, he probably didn't want to play another half hour no exactly so it was <laughs> and he, yeah. start, he stuffed it in literally everyone was like yeah right let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stadium, you know? does anyone think he's lost interest a little bit well that is an accusation I've seen today I'm yeah. trying to see, oh, really? seeming I like have. he looks like he's he's given up do you get that sense from him I thought there was a, there was a clip of him like shouting at himself for having missed his shot yeah. yesterday yeah. Yeah. yeah he had a good chance didn't he yeah. which I thought he should have at least it yeah. wasn't even on target, was it? No, he missed the post. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was. I think he does. I think. He, I think he does care. I think. He, yeah, I think he really I likes do. West Ham. You know, he, he probably could have agitated for a move if he wanted in the summer. He probably could have made it very difficult for West Ham if he wanted to move on, but hmm. he didn't. Um, exactly. Had great Euros. So maybe why is everybody he's a bit tired? You know, he has yeah, made all summer. That's and true. Then... Why? Are, why is everybody saying now then that he's he wants to move because we haven't won a few matches? I don't think it's necessarily that he wants to move, but that he like he doesn't he doesn't care like he's checked out or something. Yeah, he's he, yeah he's hardly played really. He's yeah. only played a, uh, you know a few games yeah, and that's you know it. and it's and he's been involved in pretty much most of what we've done mm. that's good in terms of mm. assists and goal score and goal scored. So no, I don't think so. I think his his sort of demeanour is um, symptomatic of the whole team right yeah. now, and he's just gutted because I think he I think he would want to be the person going right come on and picking everyone up by the scruff of the neck but you, you, you can't do it on your own in the Premier League yeah. it just doesn't work like that you know you need a team around you so yeah that's where we are um, it, it, how, did, did you find it embarrassing Bianca that it took a 96th minute free kick from Payet to beat Accrington Stanley um, it was a bit but it's not the most embarrassed I've ever been as a West Ham fan so <laughs> We won it, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, so it's not that embarrassing. Yeah. So, no, I've 
I've uh, I've had far worse days. <laughs> um, well, next next round we've got Chelsea at home. Now that might That'll be, be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although they're 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 not themselves either at the moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to it, David? Will you go? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely go. Um, I. I'm interested to see how the policing and security is arranged for that game because yeah. it's going to be. It was almost easier at the bowling because there was only really one way in and one way out in terms of Upton Park as a station. So the police used to escort people on the tube, take them all off, march them into the ground. You know, now there's about 27 different ways to get into Stratford. So yeah. Yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that, that all works. But I think. You know, on the pitch, one of my one of my mates who's a Chelsea fan tweeted something about it potentially being a seven-seven game because of the way that we're both playing right now. You know, yeah. we're all over the shop. They can't so defend they. either. So, um, although we seem to send teams that who haven't been doing very well off with a spring in their step. Yeah. West Brom, Watford. I think it was Southampton's yeah. first away result. So it's the first time West Brom scored four in a. Yeah. Oh God. Borough haven't been doing. I'm still reeling from that stuff. Borough haven't been doing too fantastically well either, have they? That that concerns me slightly. The Lisa Brother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by BombettaLondon.com. It is an Italian restaurant and it is next door to Snaresbrook. Maybe you've got a night out planned some point next week. Well, you're looking for somewhere to eat. What better place to go to than Bombetta? And you can make a reservation by going to BombettaLondon.com. Is he a, a part of me is worried about a League Cup run because of where, where okay. we're at. I could do with this going out. Do you share? Do you Are share you were one in Europa a few weeks ago? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that? God. Can you imagine God. that? No. Can you imagine that? Wow. To, this twice a week, like going out, talking oh. about who we've been beating against, like twice in a row. I couldn't take it. Away fixture in Roma against Roma <laughs> with this team. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, you know, I think a cut run is our best chance of winning silverware isn't it mm. I mean obviously Premier League survival is number one um, priority but um, if you get a few wins though, it can sometimes exactly it can it can, start, yeah. it can spill over yep. into into your league form, your form as well yeah. so can do yeah. yeah you want Randolph to get a game that's you know yeah there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, well let's talk about just the, the Slav, and Slav element of this like yeah. David Sullivan on record as saying no manager can survive six games, six defeats in a row. Um, yeah, we're on a few. Do, do, you, do you think he's he's in danger of getting this act? How long do you think he's got to turn this around? I think if we're in the bottom three in December, then he'll he'll be in, in real trouble. Yeah. Um, because I think, as all owners do, they'll want to bring in a manager who might be able to do something in January. Because um, there's no point in dragging it out if you can't affect some change in the squad. Um, but I don't know. I can't see it. I, I just I like him too much. I, yeah, I, maybe I do. I'm, maybe I'm too. I love him. I, I've got slab glasses on. I don't know. Yeah. I just I I've just still got it's... faith in him. But then again, who else is there? And then you d- br- mm. end up bringing in. Um, you know, a troubleshooter like a Sam Allardyce yeah. or a Tony Pulis, and then we're back to. Square one. I thought yeah. we were trying to move on from from that, but then I suppose you'd have to if it was really that bad. But um, I've still got faith in Slav. I think he'll 
Like he'll turn it around. I mean, I, I love Slav. I love the idea of Slav. I like the, some of the football we played last season. But if we consistently are playing like this and making such like rookie errors, you can't look anywhere else except. I mean, because the thing that was getting point, the fingers getting pointed at the organisation of us. Yeah. And I mean, you can't sack the players. So yeah. it, for me, I think if it, if it carries on too much longer, he could be he could be gone a lot sooner than Christmas. I think. Yeah. Like if we have three more games that are as shambolic as what we've seen so far this season, I think that's it. Yeah, I think he he can be tactically naive, so he can he he's often been outdone by managers who are just a bit more tactically have more tactical nous. The Tony Pulises of the world. Yeah. And the Mark Hughes. Kind of. Yeah. It's all it's all the. People who just keep it really simple for their players, um, but I'm not sure chopping and changing the manager is is a good thing to do because I had a little look at Manchester City and obviously they went through a similar transition to us. They moved into a stadium that wasn't really a football stadium, etc. And their last season at Main Road, they finished ninth, and then their first season at City, they finished sixteenth mm. uh, at the Etihad. They finished sixteenth, or the City of Manchester stadiums it was known then, and then the second season they went back up to eighth yeah. but they didn't change the manager Keegan was there the whole time so um, they had four mid-table finishes in a row and then the money came in then yeah. that's, that's but then you know you can see a lot of parallels there but for, for us you know Gold and Sullivan mm. you know they're no mugs they've, you know, they've invested in the club and they're not going to sit Arsenal on it I Arsenal had a, a, a bit of they had some teething issues as well when they yeah. first moved in, didn't they? To the they, theirs, theirs were slightly less pronounced in the Premier League. They finished fourth again. Yeah. Um, but their first like, sort of few games, there were a lot of draws. They had yeah. six home draws, I think, in mm. that in that first season. Because Thierry Henry on Sunday, he said it was it was a really big sort of change for them, and it did take them time to adapt. Mm. And they, so, yeah, and yeah. they, he well, he went from being comfortably top scorer at the club to being second top scorer behind Van Persie I think he only had 13 goals Van Persie mm. but they'd suffered in Europe more I think Arsenal you know because Premier League's kind of bread and butter to them but yeah. um, they only got to round of 16 and uh, but then the second season at the Emirates they got to the quarterfinals of the Champions mm. League and finished third so you know th- there is that kind yeah. of difficult first season definitely. I know people are saying it's not the stadium and it I don't think it is the stadium completely, but it didn't help um, the Watford result going mm. into the West Brom game, and I think that sort of had a bearing. If we'd have, you know, if we'd have got a result at, um, against Watford, I think the West Brom game might have been completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I wonder, like, if we'd have gone two up against Watford and just hung on for a win there. Yeah. What, what, Maybe what, that's what the, the naivety like you're there? talking about. Maybe then we have to resort to parking you know, the bus. Yeah, yeah, and seeing and seeing games out. Yeah, yeah. just just not forever. Just for long enough. For yeah, it, just to prove to ourselves we can do it. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think the new stadium does have a big effect on players. There's there's a really good book called Bounce by a guy called Matthew Said, and it's all about how professional sportsmen are nurtured yeah. not that it's not natural talent it's about training and how their brains work and there's this thing called chunking information where people professional sportsmen they they learn their surroundings they learn what their opponents do and their brains somehow put it all together into one piece of information so they're not going not breaking it up into little bits and thinking about every step they have to do it's all in there already and they just get on with it and I reckon that the West Ham team 
or in a new stadium and it's almost like an away game every time they're coming yeah. in now and they and and that chunking of information they had at the bowling where they just knew everything they knew where mm. everything was they knew you know you know where they where they probably where their locker was do you know what i mean even yeah. some little things like that they're having to think about all that now and i know some people will say oh that's just pathetic and they should just get on with it but in the premier league the margins you're talking about between winning and losing are absolutely minuscule yeah you know, anyone can beat anyone on their day in and that league. Do you also think teams coming to the London Stadium are perhaps enjoying it and maybe raising their own game a bit? Yeah, I think so. Mm. And and also they're... It's the first time they're, they're there, so they're, they... And they know we're there for the taking as well. Exactly. So. <laughs> that, that They've got it... a lot of space. It's a bigger pitch. They've got a lot of time, especially a, a team like Southampton kind of plays into their hands. And the fans it? are much further away from them now, yeah. so they're not getting the same kind of heat that they used to at, yeah. at the bowling, so... Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a more comfortable place to play, I would say, yeah. for away teams. Yeah. And it's right, Slavin's right, it is a perfect storm. Everything's sort of, you know, the the problems are happening in every area all at the same time. I know, it and, is. And sometimes that, 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 there's not much you can do about that. Just hope that it it changes. I was hoping Slav might sort of have some chops in this area because he, he moved with Besiktas when they moved to their new stadium so I thought he might he might have a little right. plan in a yeah. drawer somewhere yeah. about to move into a new stadium with a yeah. club but <laughs> well I think the players not. also if they like this manager they need to step up they need to show quite it. frankly yeah. and they yeah. need to get tight and they need to stay in position and even if it's not their natural position they, they need to work a bit harder I think track yeah. back you know as much mm. as I love Mikhail yeah, you know he was sort that of third goal, just was, trotting he, back. Yeah, and um, that's not really about organisation, is it? Really, that's just about getting tight to your opponent. Yeah, and and putting them under pressure. What we need is a last minute winner, and then the person who scores to run over to the dugout and all the players to follow him and give. Well, we had a that big against hug. Bournemouth. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that didn't really sort of no. do anything positive for us. I mean, that was a dreadful performance as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so that kind of papered over a few cracks. I think that, yeah. I think um, we need a big game at the stadium. So I think, you know, that, yeah. that Chelsea game, for example, in, yeah. in the League Cup, we need something just to make people go, oh, we can create an atmosphere, you know, because we haven't really had that. Everything's been quite it's nervy and edgy yeah. so far. Yeah. and We need to take advantage of other people's weaknesses and, and Middlesbrough have got their own. Yeah, you know, defensively they're very good in the championship, but they're, you know, they're they're different in, in the Premier League and they're finding it hard to to cope with it, and and it's time for us to to you know exploit that if we yeah. can. Mm. It's interesting you say that because it has been a soft start at the new stadium. We haven't no. come up against opposition where the fans would get, normally get fired up for any of yeah. these games. Yeah. Um, do do we need a Chelsea or a Spurs to come yeah, to come to absolutely and for the fans to get fired up? Yeah, I think so because then then people will yeah. realise that we we you know we can create an atmosphere. There was a bloke near me yesterday. He tried to start the chant, um, um, shit stadium the atmosphere or something like that. He was trying. He was on his own singing it, and it was like, <laughs> why would you? Do? We're two 0 down to Southampton. You know. The bowling would have been exactly the same right yeah, about now. Yeah. You know, everyone would have been sitting there going, "What? What is going on?" Yeah. Um, so, I think if we can have a really intense evening game as well, I think is quite key. You know, like because it's always a different atmosphere in, in, in the evening games. Mm. Um, I think that would be great in that Chelsea game. But what do you think of the criticism that a lot of people were leaving early uh, against Southampton? Like, 
that yeah i don't know <laughs> people seem to forget you know people seem to forget what it was like mm. you know because i people used to there were there were blokes who used to sit near me in the bobby moore upper at um uh, obviously the bowling who would leave if Carlton Cole got sub- subbed on. <laughs> they really? would actually go, I'm not having that, and they'd walk out. <laughs> oh my God. That so, is so, so if you came on at half time, they would literally leave at half time, yeah. you know? That's just um, ridiculous. So, and there were people who were like, yesterday we were like, oh, you know, oh, good, oh John, this, this is shit, let's go. And they were, Stand up and leaving, going to the pub probably, and having yeah. a drink. I mean, but yeah. that's always happened. That's always. Yeah. It's always happened at the bowling and every other ground as well. Yeah. When so, when the team's losing. What I thought was interesting and is don't that don't look pe- like getting back into it. Yeah. People people seem to be accusing the people who are leaving of being like day trippers. But if you've paid that money and you're a day tripper, you're going to sit there till the end. So yeah. it's, it's only the people who are so <laughs> offended by what they've seen that they've left <laughs> that are going. Yeah. So I, I think just, I, yeah, it's a lot of there's a lot of finger pointing at the yeah. moment there's a lot of like yeah. all these new fans and all this sort of thing and the popcorn yeah the popcorn why I mean, does I've... anybody care about that <laughs> I don't know. so what though <laughs> it's... I find it funny that popcorn has really come in with some bad press <laughs> but where people yeah. used to eat crisps <laughs> at know, like... bowling is it just because it's popcorn <laughs> it's know, a bit more me... middle class well, it's like going to the movies isn't it so yeah. like being lumped in with the Odeon or something like that you know? but popcorn <laughs> is an acceptable <laughs> snack in 2016 <laughs> but it's funny like real ale, people they're selling real ale in the ground no one's going real ale that's oh. disgraceful oh, no, I'll let real ale off but popcorn no yeah. way not on my I think watch that, I think he's just stupid then like um, M&M's they're selling bags of M&M's and like no one's having a go at the M&M's it's all popcorn everyone's just got their, their guns out for popcorn it's because it's connotations of popcorn I suppose but yeah. so what everybody eats popcorn I eat it it's by nice. the bucket load every day <laughs> I think I think you have to accept that with a bigger crowd you're not not everyone is a diehard home and away died in co- the war West Ham co- committed hammer, yeah. you know, we're not all from know, Canning Town anyway you know, we and, weren't and, at the Bolin either and you, and you see people on like any kind of video content that you see online like where fans are going oh you know all these new fans they, you know, they're killing the atmosphere well what would you rather 20,000 people in a in a 60,000 seat yeah. stadium who were all hardcore maybe but I think that would look a bit weird you know and, yeah. um, and that's not why we moved no so and I know a lot of people didn't want to move. I think um, some fans just need to put up and shut up for a little while um, yeah. and just get on with it. We're there, you know, and all the infighting, and, and not to do with the standing, just just the attitude, I think, as well. Yeah, there's a lot of, like I say, a lot of finger pointing, a lot, yeah. of, lot of sneering. And it's also really people are actually. laughing at us. Other fans are laughing at yeah. us, and that's really pissing me off. Yeah. They're it's gleeful just, they're the on West social... TV, West Ham TV thing with the Astra Gugu yeah, yeah. but like, other fans like, on social media are laughing at us Joe, you know, it's really hard imagine we've all got mates who support other teams the texts you get especially on this run I'm getting like 10 11 texts from what's going on down there yeah. I can't oh no my friends That's don't everyone. dare do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious <laughs> they don't um, it's just that we're everyone's we're trending we were trending on Twitter after uh, after that game. Like everyone's talking about what a shout. Everyone's was. so happy that we are, and what I don't do get that. Yeah, oh yeah, I get so many tweets saying you're gonna get relegated, laughing. Mm. I'm so happy. I used to like West Ham, but I don't anymore. We just seem to have had a real PR nightmare. We started with all the, you know, you got a free stadium. Yeah, stuff, people just don't like that. People are just really, you know, and I, and I, I think a lot of. A lot of people in the media are just like, 
rubbing their hands with yeah. glee, waiting for us to slip up now. It's um, a story, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, they're going to yeah. stick the boot in every, every chance they get now. Yeah. Um, Henry Winter was on Twitter after the game saying, but although Bilic is responsible, the players need to stand up and be counted, hashtag pay it. And I was like... Oh, that's... Ha- He's better what? than that. What he's better than that. What's what? he doing that you know, for? You know, it's just that's that's a complete nonsense to single mm. out one player. Well, he who, can't who, do it on his own anyway. Exactly, and he, and he and he has kind of been doing it on his own. Yeah. He's been so influential when he has played. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah. come on, people dude. want the board to to mm. fail, come under fire, come under pressure. Yeah, you know, people can't wait for something to go wrong so they can slag off Karen Brady. Yeah. Ju- it just all seems a bit nasty at the moment, which is why I really want the players to sort of. Sort it if, out. If Mourinho is in charge now, he'd be using all of that. I was just thinking that. Exactly. I was just yeah. thinking this is like Alex Ferguson. Exactly. He'd love this situation. The bunker mentality. Us yeah. against room. siege mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Backs yeah, exactly. against the wall. Exactly. Nobody likes us. We don't care. We Yeah, you're absolutely right. We need to start using that. And the players need to... Mm. Slav needs to use that as ammunition, I think. Yeah. And But I don't know. You said he, may, he might not be that kind of manager. But this is where he, they all need to stand up and be counted and... That's what I think, though. I think he's not—he's not a chess-beating manager, but I think he is someone who can collectively pull them together. Mm. So if they all sit down and go, right, clean slate. Yeah. What do we need to do to fix this? Get all our cards on the table. I think he's the sort of manager who Mm. could run that. But he's not going to do it. He's not going to start clipping people around the ear and shouting at people. Mm. Scary. But maybe in the media, he needs to kind of put that across Mm. a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, be a bit of a more of a tough guy. Yeah, because he's. He, I thought he would be very intimidating when he first came in. You know, he, he does have that brooding quality about him. He, see, he seems nuts sometimes, doesn't he? he looks yeah, like the touchline, but. when it was all going well. But maybe uh, he's low on confidence. Maybe he just needs to hide that a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he does that, look like a beaten man at the moment. They all do because people, Every single one of them, people that, who get a sniff of that, exactly, they want him out. Yeah, they'll sense that yeah. danger yeah. and they'll 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 be straight. They'll feed off there. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's talk about some maybe happier memories, David. But we still love you, Slav. Yeah, still not, man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that in there. <laughs> um, all right, David. Let's wind back the clock before before this current crisis. Yeah. Maybe a rewind past another couple of crises. In, <laughs> the in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first, how did you become a West Ham fan? Like the history of that. Uh, well, I I actually chose West Ham, so my family had no connection to the club. Why? At all. <laughs> you know something? I I actually can't remember. I actually can't remember why I chose them. I mean, I was. I I think. It's because of the 1980 FA Cup win. So I was seven then. So I think they probably came into my consciousness roughly around that time. So when I got to that sort of nine, ten-year-old age, people going, well, you know, what's your team? When people start asking you that question, I was like, oh, West Ham, like that. And um, and then eventually uh, a lad I went to school with was a season ticket holder at um, Loftus Road for QPR. Mm -hmm. And the coolest thing ever he lived on Loftus Road so he actually wow. lived there, which was like awesome I, th- I thought that was amazing so I went to his house and he took me to a game with his family um, and it was my first West Ham game and uh, it was in 1985 yeah December 1985 and um, Frank McAvenny scored on the AstroTurf yeah. uh, for a 1-0 win having flown all the way back from Australia 
overnight because yeah. he played for Scotland in some weird qualifying match and he played played in the game and scored the winner and that first moment when I walked up the steps into the stand and saw the AstroTurf okay fair <laughs> enough yeah. but no just saw the stadium I was it I was I was hooked. hooked and then I just wouldn't leave my dad alone and <laughs> and uh, he took me to a few games that season and then we were season ticket holders I think the following season I think I've been season ticket holder for 30 years now so wow. um, I'm going with my dad and now my kids go with me as well so um, yeah so that's 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 how it started so I chose them <laughs> that's interesting as well a lot, of, a lot of people get taken by their dads but you took your dad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I did I really, screw, really screwed him over there <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah. He, of course I did. yeah well actually he he has had to put up with years of me because he's very quite a passive guy and mm. He's had to put up with years of me just absolutely losing my mind in in the stand, and which was particularly embarrassing for me, for him when he first started taking me because I was sat in the family seating area. <laughs> so being a being a sort of eleven you know, to 12, twelve year old, just going absolutely bonkers and effing <laughs> and jeffing, and like there was was you know, but we no one got thrown out in those days. So um, good old days, eh? Yeah, the good old days. Good stewards. But yeah, so he he's he's always been a, a, a huge support to me, you know, going to West Ham and we went to a lot of away games as well, you know, some right holes as well, all the way to Port Vale and back and saw the last 20 minutes because the traffic was so bad and wow. um, all those kind of, kinds of things. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I got into West Ham, yeah. And like highlights, good looking back, what have what been the highlights for you? Um, the... The game I always remember was the 4-1 winning against Liverpool in '88. The Ince where Ince scored that flying volley because I the family seating area was at the uh, in the east stand, right to the side facing that that penalty area. So yeah. I basically had this side-on view of that of that goal, and um, obviously because it was the '80s, there were loads of Liverpool fans at school, even though none of them actually had ever <laughs> been there. Um, so that was a good walk into school the next day, <laughs> beating them 4-1. That was, that was a great night. And also the just the, the sheer energy coming off the crowd that night because it was still standing and it was one of those ones where the goals went in and it was just, you could just see the standing like, swaying and moving yeah. and surging. It was just, you know, it was, it was, it was an awesome night. Um, and what are, the, what are the great games? I loved that game. That um, The semi-final second leg... In 2005 against Ipswich in the playoffs, yeah, where Bob, Bobby Bobby Zamora scored that scored that volley off um, off that cross from Harewood. Oh, the Portman Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable, and and Ipswich this really weird thing where there were obviously so many West Ham fans who wanted to go, they just found extra pockets of places, and I think we we were in like three different areas in in the ground, but the singing was so loud. And at half time, I think it was still nil nil, if I remember rightly. It was still nil nil, and everyone was a bit like, oh, "God, I don't know, it's not looking good now, is it?" And then the DJ, the Wally DJ, put on Town Court Malice, and the whole place was just like, just went off, and everyone was like, "Bang up for the second half," and, yeah. it, and, it, and it went off, and uh, so it was just constant singing, and yeah, that was a really good night, and it was actually it was great. On the way back to the car, we walked past this car park near the near the uh, stadium. 
and a local travel agent had flyered all the cars for, for packages for Ipswich fans to go to Cardiff. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what a wally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... So that was uh, that was uh, that was nice, nice end to the evening seeing that. But um, yeah, that was that was that was that was a great away day. I loved that. Um, let's talk about as well like, the end of the bowling ground. Were, yeah. were you in favour of the move to begin with, or when it was first talked about? No, not really. Yeah. Mainly because I was just like, how the hell are we going to fill something that big? You know. Um, and then. And then I actually went to the Olympics. I, I, I was I was there on Super Saturday, not not through anything to do with my professional life. I I got tickets in the ballot and went in the daytime. So I saw sort of Bolt run a heat, Ennis do the second morning of a um, heptathlon, and um, and I was sat there going, "This this place is pretty special." Um, and that's when my attitude shifted considerably. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm quite impressed we've we've sold so many season tickets to be honest. I know the pricing yeah. structure is is very fair. You know, I'm there with two kids who are on ninety nine pound season tickets. Yeah. Um but even so, that's a lot that's a lot of seats to sell. Um and I think we're in growing pains right now. We're, yeah, yeah. we're in we're in a period of transition that's tough and but we all need to stick with it. Because yeah. I think it's gonna be That's to be expected, it's isn't be great. it? Yeah. Yeah. And but what about that last night the bowling? Did did you have a little pause before you left that place? Yeah, big pause. Yeah, <laughs> big pause. I sort of hung around and um, it was it was such an emotional night. Anyway, um, I'd actually got caught in the the crush out the front of the stadium before oh, really? we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so with, did I. You were the one my... who threw the bottle. Or... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's I kind of got a sense of how massive it was as well then at that moment yeah. just because there were so many people there who weren't even going you know there yeah, was just sure. people who just come down and and then you know, got into the seat and and the game couldn't have gone any better in terms of you know a, sc- a football script as everyone likes to say you know was, you know script writers couldn't have done it better um, and then you know I think afterwards there was a lot of there were a lot of snide comments actually about the the way they said goodbye to the to, to to the stadium in terms of you know oh, this this was this wasn't right and you know and oh it's so West Ham and all this sort of thing and I thought actually I it's exactly how I would have liked it to have happened. What the perform mm. the, the the presentation the sort of the fireworks yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and, I, and I thought presenting it was, was great yeah yeah I obviously the presenter, she <laughs> obviously was, she was alright <laughs> yeah Howard's coat the other one Howard's coat was nice I think the taxi thing was something that people really honed in on because um, yeah. it had some it sort of smacked the Olympics, you know, and the the ceremonies there, and it's, but it was like I think people take this on, so you know? seriously. It's like how how would you have done it? How would you yeah. have made that perfect? Yeah. You know, bar everyone leaving the stadium, turning around and watching them blow it up, and like you know, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. Um, yeah. Actually, that's one of the things that's made that's been quite sad recently is the the images and the footage that keeps leaking out. Mm. Um, they're filming now aren't they Pierce Brosnan's filming a... yeah I think it's just just finished they just blew up part of the stadium yeah they did yeah I saw that yeah, that was hurtful and that did it was, hurt? Uh, hurt me not really I mean I looked at it and I thought that's a shame that's come out um, there was a lot of anger on on Twitter and uh, saying that's so disrespectful you know some people blaming the club and it's like 
I'm pretty sure we don't own it anymore. Yeah. You know, we don't really have any control over that anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and some people are going, it would have been better if it would have been a bulldozer. It's a, bit, it's, a bit like, it's a bit arbitrary it's like a bit, a bit like the popcorn debate it's like yeah. oh, I want it destroyed like this not like I this. believe it's sweet and not salty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't blow it up bulldoze it <laughs> but it's going to get worse like that I found it interesting because it's like it's going to start getting knocked down now every week there'll be a new picture yeah. and I've seen some pictures from mates who've been there I hope it doesn't coincide with our form I mean yeah <laughs> mate, we get really good and then you just see the bowling get blown up at the end of the year Brilliant. <laughs> no, we won't. Well, no. that's already come down. Yeah, good. <laughs> <The> chat, yeah. <laughs> well, let's try and pick it up because uh, we've got Middlesbrough. Yes. This weekend. Yes. David, we need, like, how big is this for you? Yeah, it's massive. It's always massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's always massive. That's one thing about the new stadium. It doesn't feel like going to West Ham now. It will do eventually, but it feels like you're going to a major sporting event now every time you go to the game. Yeah. It's a bit like rocking up at Wembley or... Um, uh, but yeah Middlesbrough is absolutely huge but like I say I would take a nil-nil draw just for the players to show that they've got a bit of control and they can yeah. they can. I think the phrase is game management that they can actually manage games properly um, but inevitably it won't be we'll almost certainly ship a goal so yeah a clean Cheeky. sheet would be so important yeah it would do so much, I think. So you're ho- you think, are you going to go for a win? You think, get a score draw? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe a 1-1, one, one, a scrappy 1-1, yeah. one, one, I reckon, scrappy yeah. One, yeah, one. that would be a prediction for me. Bianca, you're overly optimistic, as has been said on email. I don't think it's overly optimistic. I'm just optimistic. Well, you've got, you've predicted everything. How can you be overly optimistic? Well, you, you either are or you're not. <laughs> you've predicted everything, but uh, as an absolute like getting smashed all over the park. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'd take a draw, but I think we might nick it one nil. Yeah, that would be the ideal scoreline. Yeah, I think one mm. nil. I'd love a one nil. I one nil would be great. But what my mates, one of the guys I sit with, uh, he says like he doesn't want us to score early on. Like he's really terrified of us get a scoring early on. He wants like. I don't nil, think it matters anymore, does it? I don't know. But you think of that Watford game, and it's in my mind. If we go one nil up, I'm nervous that suddenly we're going to sit back or something. But then like. aren't you nervous at nil nil because uh, they might nick it one nil? I'm nervous at. Yeah, like four well, exactly. nil down. That's what I mean. Because <laughs> last last season it was all right when we went one nil down because we, yeah. we that's when we, we woke knew up that we and could. started playing. Yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But we haven't. We're not playing in the same way yet this season. So yeah, clean sheet to half time I think is is is, is essential. And then yeah. we can start. You know, we can loosen a bit and yeah. and go for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, look, Borough have won once this season at Sunderland, but they've lost their last three against Palace at home away at Everton and they just lost obviously to against Spurs. Tottenham yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good time so it's it a good is. opposition suppose potentially this is suppose where we only... have to kill teams off and yeah. be ruthless suppose only put two past them though and that's a good that's a good team that's first team so yeah um, they have They as I said they were defensively very good um, okay. but they've they've, Solid, they've yeah. never sort of been a team that scores a lot of goals yeah um, they weren't in the championship anyway so 
So the, if we can get a goal, then we're, we're high. This is the kind of team, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of team yeah, yeah. we need to to beat. Yeah, it should beat. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> you, that could have, you could have said oh, that any now, week. <laughs> yeah, people might think that's actually a soundbite I've recorded and dropped in, but we can only but hope. Watford have been, yeah, okay, decent. All right, West Brom. I think you know that that shouldn't have happened like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Mm. Uh, David, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. You're Thanks obviously on Twitter. I am. I'm um, at four four two eic. Editor yeah. in chief. Yeah. yeah. How's it going actually? Four four two. Going it's going well? well. It's going well. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. long have you been doing that? I've been uh, with four four two since twenty ten. Um, I was the editor of the magazine, and now I'm right. editor in chief of everything we do because our, cool. our website's getting pretty big now, particularly yeah. in Southeast Asia. So yeah. really, yeah, awesome, yeah, amazing, yeah, it's good. Cool. Did um did we have any selfies by the way? Just we haven't had any selfies, but I suspect that is because it's been a disaster <laughs> off the pitch. But we're right. looking at our campaign and in fact I almost forgot, thank you for reminding me, almost forgot to remind listeners. We're looking for selfies of you with a really obscure player. If you can forget find a player who used to play for us quite obscure and have a selfie with them. Samasia Boo. Samasia Boo, allegedly a taxi driver in Plasto. I don't know if that's no a way. Cup. I've had a few emails. Black had Cab or Uber. Emails. Black Cab or Uber. Uh, neither, I think. I think it was a private oh, right. minicab. Minicab, yeah. Oh, right. um, and if you can't manage a selfie of an obscure player, at least tell us you've spotted one. Mm. And then we can then, you know, might get people excited. A bit like Pokemon Go. And they can go <laughs> to those areas where they've been spotted and try and get a selfie. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, yes, David, thank you very much. Pleasure. Bianca, thank you. No problem. We'll speak to you very soon. Yes. But in the meantime, come, come on, your lions! lions.